Welcome to another exciting episode of the Adventures of DevOps podcast. I am your host for the day, Jonathan Hall. Will is out yet again. Will, come back. We miss you. Uh, but today I'm excited to have our special guest, Rohit. Uh, would you tell us about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so hello, guys. So I, I am from India. Like I have worked around things around cloud native mm-hmm. DevOps and uh, platform engineering kind of things. So... Uh, talking about myself, my career started with MLOps kind of role. Then I moved to the DevOps uh, as I it, DevOps was the interesting part for me uh, in the ML, MLOps. So I ML models, I was like bored training it like weeks and months. That's why I shifted to DevOps. And now uh, I'm exploring the kind of a side, which is developer advocacy around DevOps companies, cloud native systems, cloud native companies. So yeah, current role. So I recently, uh, w- like I recently left Solo. I was working as a platform advocate at Solo.io. Now uh, I'm just taking some contract work and looking for some full-time roles. But yeah, uh, it is for the future. But uh, for now, just uh, consulting and stuff. So yeah, that's all till now. And I'm the organizer of various committees like uh, UL Developer Groups, AWS User Groups, and CNCF, Thani. KCD Mumbai, Cubans Community Days, and as well as DevOps Days India, we are organizing around October 20 or something. Uh, we are uh, also India is coming with the Cube Day India. So a lot of CNCF things and DevOps things I'm uh, quite active around. Also, you can check me on like Twitter, LinkedIn. I share the DevOps resources. I have my own community named the DevOps Community. I run the Cloud Native Podcast. So I guess that's all introduction about me. Sorry if I took too much <laughs> Oh, no problem. That's that's great. It sounds like you're a busy person. No, no, <laughs> not much. <laughs> it sounds like you're quite involved with the community, with DevOps and CNCF and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I would be interested in talking to you a little bit about that. But, but maybe before we do that, I would like to hear a little bit what the community like is there in India. Uh, the, what's, what's the DevOps community like in India? I've, I've never been involved in that. I, I visited India once about 15 years ago and I had a great time. but uh, it was a very different context. What are the conferences like? What's the community like? The meetups and, and all that. Uh, how active is the community in India around DevOps? Yeah, like India, India community is too much active. Like if you check for the outside communities also, a lot of contributors are from India only. <laughs> there are a lot of people active towards community. Like every week, every weekend, there is some meetup or some conferences happening in uh, various cities. Uh, let's talk, for example, of Mumbai, Bangalore, Chennai. Then uh, if you talk about uh, Delhi, this, these cities, as well as some remote cities, all, all cities have some kind of conferences, events happening every weekend. And DevOps community is really good. Uh, not that much big like DevTools. But yeah, like, uh, yeah, a lot of people are talking about DevOps as well as Cloud Native, okay, the CNCF meetups, and uh, that happens like companies which are in the Cloud Native system, like Elastic, then Grafana, then similar type of companies, they do their own meetups in various cities. And, and so you're, you're involved in a bunch of these different uh, organizations and, and events. Um, and, and you mentioned uh, DevOps days, I think, uh, coming up, yeah. is October? Yeah, October. Tell me about your involvement in that. What, what's your role in DevOps Days and, and what are the preparations you're making? 
Yeah, so I am the organizer for DevOps Days in uh, Bangalore, DevOps Days India, which is now named as the DevOps Days Bangalore, a city name. So I'm organizer. So what work will be like uh, looking for the sponsorships? That is the most important thing to do the spon- uh, uh, conference and reaching to the right audience and planning the stuff. Like we have to plan which sponsors to program as well as which uh, like we have to check uh, CFPs, uh, which uh, like we have to uh, evaluate the CFPs according to uh, what is referred to the DevOps. Is it in the our manner? Like we have maintained uh, maintained the structure like uh, if you are in this observability or security or this DevOps and that kind of a, uh, you have talk around this kind of things, then only uh, submit and we will review it according to it. And if it sounds uh, uh, neutral, in uh, like vendor neutral and as well as other things then yeah like uh, then we like review it according to various organizers and after like top rated uh, we we will select them as well as uh, there is a planning going on the venue side like b- managing the money is the most important part right for the conferences so venue and food and like a lot of things uh, design and as well as screens booth setups and all so yeah, discussing the sponsorships is one of the important thing we are doing currently, and yeah, it is doing good, uh, working good. Like just before this call, I was having the DevOps Days India catch up call, and uh, all organizers were like uh, very brainstorming the various ideas. <laughs> is this your first year to do DevOps Days, or you've done it before? Uh, DevOps Days uh, this year it is the first one, but I have done the Kubernetes Community Days and CNCF conferences. How many uh, attendees are you expecting uh, for DevOps days? Yeah, so it will be around uh, 350 to 500 kind of a range. Uh, so 500 max we will allow for sure because it is happening in the five-star hotel and it has limited capacity, right? And how many speakers do you have lined up or, or will you have lined up if it's not done yet? Yeah, like uh, we have not planned yet, but yeah, uh, like normally it happens around 18, 18 speakers per day. Uh, uh, like normally it happens like that. So we have two days conference, so it will be like into two. Nice. Yeah, that sounds really great. I, I was at DevOps Days. I've only been to one DevOps Days here uh, in Amsterdam, near where I live. Um, oh. It was probably three or four years ago, and it was it was a really good uh, experience. So I just want to encourage anybody who's listening and is in the area to, to definitely attend DevOps Days or, or look for one in your area. If you're not in India, you know, they're all over the world. So look for DevOps Days to attend. They're, they're always a good event. So you said this is your first DevOps days, but you've done uh, you did, did some Kubernetes-related uh, events in the past. How did you get involved in the, the this aspect of community organization with DevOps days and Kubernetes and other events? What led you to that? Okay, so uh, to answer that question, like it is really interesting question for sure. <laughs> like community was a passion for me from my college period. So I started my first community, which is named as a Keep Up, uh, which grown around like 22,000 plus members now. So it started just by WhatsApp group. Like people were sharing uh, opportunities like trainings, internships, job offers kind of thing. And slowly it grown to like 22,000 today on the LinkedIn as well as uh, WhatsApp groups and various uh, Telegram and stuff. So uh that's how it was like just uh community started not for like community i wanted to build but just normal uh helping kind of thing i just wanted to help people uh in my college and i started it and it grown to various colleges and stuff 
why i uh, why i stated that thing here because that was the start for my community side after that uh, i like i was working full time in companies for the technical roles and then in some time i come to know like yeah, there is the people who are working really aggressively in the communities they are building the communities so i come to know about the gdgs google developer groups then as well as aws user group so i did the meetups for the aws user groups like a weekend kind of a meetup where people come together 100 attendees or something and then we share the sessions on the aws as well as uh, cloud and stuff right uh, then uh, I, i did the google developer groups cloud community then the first uh, for our region which is mumbai uh, as well as uh, after that so how i get involved in this i was quite active in the open source i was active in the community side i was helping the people i i was giving the talks in the conferences so that's how people noticed my work i was quite active helping everyone in the uh, organizers who are doing uh, organizing these things so they come to notice like this person exists and is doing the community work right uh, i was active in the various communities on the slack discord or whatsapp things and other than that it was like uh, they just reached out to me like any community like uh, would you be interested to work with us like you are doing uh, some work in this thing and uh, would you like to help us in organizing the stuff that's how i got into the google developer groups uh, then cloud mumbai and recently i am appointed as google developer expert for the google cloud so it was amazing journey for me like from uh, being the organizer to now google developer expert uh so it helps a lot in career also as well as uh, you help a lot for the community uh so like it is not every means like there will be many times where you have to uh lo- do the community meetups on your own money and uh, you have to uh manage your time according to wo- where you want to work or where you are going and stuff so it has like its pros and cons but never start a community for like monetization or something it is just like you are you if your goal is to help uh, uh, your audience which can be students it can be developers it can be uh, professionals then only do it and uh, you can do it by just joining your regional level communities which are in your cities there are a lot of communities nowadays right code code coffee and vice so then there is a, a, a what we say code day then there is a jazz communities uh, go communities then there is a rust communities there are every languages and every communities are there you just have to go and talk to the folks there lot of people come and share their insights so that's how uh, they come to know me and that's how i've been the organizer of various things so being organizer is not easy for sure like you have to manage lot of things and it will be really uh, like you will be procrastinate sometimes but yeah it uh, it is really fun once you have achieved uh, you have planned this stuff and it was working really nice <laughs> so yeah uh, that really works nice uh, so yeah if your goal is to like help everyone and uh, uh, if you want to do it for free not uh, you're not your goal is not get something out of it then go ahead otherwise like you will be like i'm just spending the time and i'm not getting any output it is never meant to get output for sure <laughs> it is just a, a committee work we say right uh, so other than that if you are if you are develop relations and develop advocate kind of role then committee helps a lot for you because your goal is to talk to developers 
uh, get their uh, insights uh, uh, if they are using your projects uh, how they find it kind of thing so go to the conferences speak about it to submit the cfps talk the if you have if you have the technical knowledge submit the cfps and uh, share your guidance to the folks uh, then they will come to you and ask that question side so it is not just for developer relations but any engineering or um, uh, sales or marketing role if you want to advocate uh, do it for the open source and vendor neutral kind of talks for sure uh, everyone will surely motivate you to do the same so yeah uh, that's all uh, i think is important to that's that's really cool. Uh, I, I like that you're involved in in giving back to the community. That's something that's important to me too. Uh, I, I think we could. That's a good segue though into your podcast. You have a podcast also, which is a, a another way to give back to the community. Uh, how long have you been doing your podcast? And, and tell me about that story. Yes. Yeah, so uh, thing is like uh, I was doing the monthly meetups at my community at CNCF Thane. So I thought like uh, why not to do it virtual also, right? So. I recorded at the start two, two, three talks at the live, uh, live in-person meetup and uploaded it on YouTube as a three episode. And after that, I invited the folks which are not in India. Uh, they are outside, right? Then take name of the Daniel, Abdel, or anyone who is outside and doing the awesome work in the communities. I am inviting them, talking about the cloud native ecosystem. It can be the projects like Istio project, Kubernetes project. Uh, it can be uh, service mesh, then it can be Selium, anything uh, which is uh, around cloud native and DevOps. We talk a lot on the same and as well as like develop advocacy around the cloud native. So it started on just like, uh, I, I never had a goal to share the podcast, but it, yeah, just wanted to do it virtual kind of thing. And it helped a lot. Now I am doing every Sunday kind of thing. Meanwhile, if I don't upload any Sunday, it is like I'm not uh, available that Sunday. I'm just traveling. So yeah, I mean, it comes every Sunday for sure. Uh, I started it around uh, May or I guess April or May. Uh, then I'm just doing every like every every Sunday. I'm trying to upload a video. Uh, recently, I uploaded the KCD Mumbai videos also on the that uh, same channel, and then. We linked it to the CNCF for the place, so everyone can go to the CNCF and watch the videos. So yeah, that's all. Like uh, cloud native podcast is focused on the cloud native and DevOps oriented audience, which want to learn and uh, get the guidance from the people who are actually uh, suffered through this journey and they have the quite knowledge in this uh, tech stack. Uh, so anyone can ask the questions and the doubts if they have any. Uh, so it helps a lot. Same for the DevOps community, uh, which which is like DevOps community. Anyone can go and learn about the DevOps resources, and it's easy to reference. I think it's a, I think it's amazing that we live in a time uh, with with video conferencing and podcasts where we can build a network uh, of yeah. colleagues and, and friends and and fellow technicians worldwide. Uh, you know, this yeah. podcast is one way to do that. Your podcast, and, and, and it's really an amazing time to be alive. Yeah, yeah, and content creator is like now today it is like content creators are earning also. Today only uh, Elon uh, released uh, payments to every uh, X X Corp, uh, right? Twitter, Twitter or uh, content creators like everyone is receiving uh, a, like check a payout for whatever they did for three months. So it is amazing, like <laughs> it is revolutionary. <laughs> Something is happening uh, just like 
uh, whoever it can be they can be shit posting or they can be sharing quality technical knowledge or any knowledge <laughs> they are getting payment for it so it is huge right you said you're you're looking uh, for a contract is that right yeah contract roles as well as uh, full time roles in the developer relations and developer advocacy kind of well, let, let's talk about that briefly. I don't want to spend too much time on that. But uh, what, what are your, uh, since you're on the show and we're trying to network, uh, maybe somebody out there listening needs exactly your skills. Um, sure, sure. What's your ideal uh, scenario? What would you love to, to do? Yeah, so uh, like as as you heard already, like I'm living solo and now I'm looking for the job change. So currently I'm looking for some role which can be like, uh, like, they are around the cloud native ecosystem. They are building project around the cloud native, native sorry, cloud native ecosystem and DevOps. And they want someone to advocate that project. Uh, they want to connect them to the develop. Uh, they want to connect their product to the developers. They want to smooth their developer experience. They want to build some content. It can be in the form of uh, blogs. It can be form in the technical documentation, white papers, or it can be videos. Whatever it can be, I can help uh, them for sure. As well as if they want someone highly active in the communities and uh, sharing knowledge, connecting the folks, uh, showing empathy to the, all the developers, I'm quite active on the uh, Twitter, LinkedIn to share the things, uh, resources with everyone. So yeah, if you are looking for this kind of people, yeah, I'm I'm the one of them, and uh, I'm also the Google Developer Expert as well as AWS Community Builder as well as uh, running various things, right? So. That's that's kind of an ideal job for me. Is like it can be in DevOps cloud and but developer advocacy platform engineering side. And so, if, if that sounds like somebody you're looking for, uh, people can reach out to you on on LinkedIn or uh, I think I, I googled, googled your name and I found you all over the place. So it's not hard to find you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So so just re- reach out if you're looking for someone like that. <laughs> One of the things we hear a lot about lately, I think, is this. Uh, discussion about DevOps versus platform engineering. Uh, What do you think about this? Are they different things? Are they the same thing? Uh, Just tell me what you think. What's your take on that? Yeah, so I ask this question a lot to the Google Google developer advocates as well as uh, uh, founders of various companies who are building the platforms kind of thing. So this term... DevOps is great kind of a term was started by the company, which is Humanitech, and they did the platform engineering gone kind of thing, right? So what I think actually platform engineering is something uh, like if your company, if your company is focusing to make the infrastructure and developer platform for it can be IDB or something. For the example, you can check the backstage, backstage project by the Spotify. Backstage, it can be port or something, right? That will give you overview of what actually the ideal platform can be, right? So, platform engineer work is to build the platform, work around the platform engineering for sure. DevOps is never a role; it is just started nowadays. Previously, also it was never a role. DevOps is like culture; it it comes with a different kind of a set of roles. If you are if you are learning the DevOps. Surely you can go to the platform engineering because entire things comes under the DevOps only. Then if you are the person who wants to focus on only one of the roles like Go engineer or Rust engineer or set the labs engineer kind of thing, then Kubernetes engineer, Kubernetes operator engineer. So you can focus there. But yeah, platform engineering is something it is like it is never, it is not replacement of a DevOps or something. 
DevOps is the culture. Platform engineer is just a role. And yeah, sure, like if you want to explore that thing, there are a lot of people talking about it and nice content they have prepared already. So I would recommend it is not role for sure. But yeah, platform engineer is something you should explore and where uh, it, if you want to work around the platforms, if you want to work around the cloud native ecosystem, then you can create your own platform for sure. All the best for it. DevOps is a lot more. I think it includes platform engineering, but it's much more. It's yeah. Just, like you said, yeah. it's the, the culture and, and the just sort of the whole approach. What kinds of new things do you see coming on uh, the horizon? Um, what, what do you see? Let's say in the next 12 months, uh, what do you see coming in the in the world of DevOps and platform engineering that, that's exciting to you? Yeah, so one of the things which I would recommend everyone to learn, like I think it should be learned for sure, <laughs> which is like WASM. WASM WebAssembly is making impact a lot. Like it is nice technology, like, many various things which are doing currently uh, in the Kubernetes world, containers world, it is surely getting replaced by the, it, not replaced, but yeah, it can be solved by the WASM for sure. Like uh, Docker founder said like two years back, Solomon Hikes, he said like if Docker, like doc, if uh, WebAssembly were exist that time, we never would come up with the Docker. <laughs> so it is big statement, right? So WebAssembly is something you should learn for sure. And uh, I I recently gave the talk around it on different case studies. And it is a nice technology for sure if you want to learn. So it is nothing but uh, if you use the Photoshop or if you use the a gaming, web gaming kind of thing, like online, just going to Google Chrome or Safari and you are running the game, right? So how it runs, right? On the web application, on the website directly. So that is nothing but the web assembly. But it is not just for web. It can be for your uh, local system, your whatever you're running today. So a lot of things you can do once you combine like power of the containers and web assembly together. So surely check it out. So it is one of the things that other thing which is making the buzz all around the world is uh, EBPF. For sure, you will agree with that. So EBPF is something like... Uh, Let's example, like you were writing the Go code, JavaScript, sorry, JavaScript code, right? Then you are writing the programming user level code for sure, right? But what if I say like you are, you can write the kernel level code directly and it can be user as well as the interface kind of a thing, right? So that is nothing but your ABPF. So previously you, ABPF is just extended BPF. So if you are using that TCP dump command in Linux, it is BPF. Uh, so where you get the ports and ranges, so if you're calling to Google Chrome or Google website or uh, any website, right? Uh, this website only, you said, then you will get like, yeah, status, this and that, and it is running smoothly and stuff. So that is TCP dump, right? So uh, that BPPF, extended version of BPPF is BPPF. Uh, it was coined recently and when it coined last year, entire coupon was just around EPF, not just about Kubernetes, right? So first time it ever happened, uh, like everyone was curious about EPF. So EPF is implemented in a lot of projects now. Yeah, it is like Cilium, then ground cover is coming with something. A lot of companies are there. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, so EPF is uh, one of the technology nice for sure. Uh, to like you can do the system call level kernel code directly and a lot of things for sure. Currently, people are exploring around C++ and plus for that. 
uh, that can be future of that. So I've spoken to a few people, I think even on this show, who have predicted that WebAssembly may ultimately replace uh, Kubernetes and, and sort of the containerized workflow. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Or, or do you, have, you, have you looked at it closely enough to have an opinion? Yeah, so uh, like a lot of, lot of companies are saying that like it will, it will surely replace the Kubernetes and stuff. But what my take is for the WebAssembly is like, yeah, it, it can surely replace the containers background like Docker and these companies, right, uh, which are freely available. Uh, but thing is like, it is not at a stage where Kubernetes is. Kubernetes is like at this stage. And WebAssembly is like this stage. It is rising. It has nice curve, but still Kubernetes is far to achieve. So yeah, like it, it is, it can, but it will take lot of time for sure to do that. But at the current moment, I don't think it is possible, uh, for sure. But yeah, WebAssembly is surely nice technology, which I told you, like it is nice technology. You can work on the data. You can work on a decentralized system. You can work on the, uh, normal uh, projects, web, web, as well as local system, containerization, lot of things you can do. So surely explore it and people are still learning. So if you are someone who wants to get into the open source and build something, this is your right time. Like go ahead and choose this technology and launch with something. Well, one thing we like to do on this show is is do picks. Um, uh, do you have anything in mind you'd like to recommend to our audience? Uh, about technical tech stack or something? Be anything at all. Technical, uh, favorite movie or book, uh, anything at all. Yeah, surely learn. Uh, surely go and watch the anime. <laughs> like I love to watch anime. Like it is okay. like uh, it's like uh, in the entire day it's like something uh, which helps a lot me to increase my productivity is like watching anime. <laughs> Interesting. You have a favorite anime lately that you've been watching then? One Piece. One Piece for sure. <laughs> okay. I'll check that one Do out. Do you watch? Do you watch anime? I don't. I don't. I mean I've seen a, a few a few uh a few bits, but it's not it's never grabbed my attention. But I know that uh, some people are just really fanatical about it. So yeah, yeah, really yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna pick something I like to watch with my wife lately. We've been watching the most recent season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And I have to say, it's one of my favorite Star Trek series. I've watched all of them, uh, yeah. but it's it's a nice throwback to the '60s uh, TV show, uh, and it's an episodic program, different to like the the last few seasons of Deep Space Nine or Star Trek Discovery, which are more like thematic uh, sort of soap operas. Uh, so it, it's a really great show, I think. Uh, my wife is loving it too. So uh, if you haven't been watching Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, uh, Maybe you've tried the other ones and didn't like them. Maybe this one's worth worth trying. I, th- I think it has something for uh, for for non trekkies too. So that's I have uh, yeah I have seen previous ones for sure. Like I will try this one. Sure, thank Good. you for that. <laughs> Great. Well, hey, uh, thanks for heat for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I think we should stay in touch uh, on a personal level. Uh, I've already sent you oh, the sure. next request on LinkedIn, so I look forward to talking again. Sure, sure. Thank you. Let's connect and let's talk again. Yeah, thank you. Wonderful. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a great week. See you next time.